Today's episode of The Watch is brought to you by the Showtime original series, Homeland. The new series finds former CIA agent Carrie Matheson back on U.S. soil, fighting the government's abuse of power. This acclaimed political thriller stars Claire Danes, Mandy Patankin, and Rupert Friend. Homeland returns with new episodes every Sunday at 9 p.m. Download the Showtime app now to start your free trial. I need supports to have to clear the room. Stand up and walk now. Hello and welcome to The Watch. My name is Chris Ryan. I am an editor at TheRinger.com and it's a special episode today. Joined by Andy Greenwald, as usual, and also Amanda Dobbins and Julia Litton from Jam Session. This is the Golden Globes After Party Show. So we're talking about who had the most fun, things we were displeased about, the best, the most, what was weird, and whether any of it matters. We're going to start off right away by talking to Amanda Dobbins about whether or not this was a good award show to begin with. Hmm. I thought it was medium at best. I, there were high moments for me. We'll talk about The Crown. This is not just here <laughs> for random reasons. Um, I love Ryan Gosling. So there were highs. There were some definite lows. And I thought Jimmy Fallon was terrible. Got off to a rocky start for Jimmy. Yeah. I think that we've been... Um, I like to think it was just an homage to Mariah and a validation of Mariah Carey. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought it was fine So with this it. was like an Andy Kaufman meta bit he was doing. Kind of. He yeah. just was like in solidarity with a fellow performer. Sure. I, look, I think that we've been operating under a false premise for a couple years, which is that the Golden Globes are the good award show. Yeah. Um, oh, controversial I, opinion. Only because with a smaller voting block of admitted you know, easily bribable international crazies, <laughs> uh, you get wild winners, you get surprise winners, you get upsets, sometimes things that really deserve to win, win, and sometimes the crown wins. But in general, it's very surprising. I want to make this spicy. Yeah, it's fine. But in general, okay. it, can, it has been exciting, it has been fun, and as I said at the beginning, it is legitimately Hollywood's drunkest nights. So you expect there to be some strange fireworks or some sloppy somethings. Apparently, though, when you take away hosts that want to play into that, like Tina Fey and Amy Poehler the last few years, you kind of just get an award show. Well, I feel like Amy and Tina's one of their go-to moves was going into the crowd to like, yes, do something fun. Yes, they do fun. a lot more work with the crowd. A lot of interaction, yeah. a yeah. lot of bringing everyone into it. And Jimmy Fallon did none of that, as Amanda pointed out. It, like disappeared for an hour, which I guess isn't that weird. But we're used to we, the host being more involved. But we so much involved. of like a like emphasis on who's hosting and oh my god, this person going to host it? They're going to kill it. They're going to burn Hollywood down, or they're going to play to the cheap seats. And then it winds up really always being like they do 15 minutes in the beginning, a couple of interstitials, and that's yeah. it. I would say my disappointment is actually not with the hosting, but the people in the room were not as fun tonight as that's they true. usually are. Because yeah. it is the drunkest night of television. You do have movie and TV actors there. And the Hollywood Foreign Press loves famous people. It's and will do anything to yes. get Brad Pitt in the room as they did tonight. And that was great. I loved seeing Brad Pitt there. But um, we needed Taraji P. Henson, like someone who really reacts. Yeah, or you needed Leo making fun of Lady Gaga as she walked to the stage, which happened last year, which right. was, right. you know, there was, was great. there was no gif, for lack of a better Or, phrase. you know, in, in this case, obviously, the greatest justice that was finally done tonight was that Meryl Streep won an award, yeah. which I think, <laughs> terrific. Like, talk about going out on a limb. But as much as I admired and liked her speech, which I, which I did, she was very earnest this year winning that award. And honestly, if the, the Golden Globes in general are a giant goof, the Cecil B. DeMille Award or whatever that's called is the biggest goof because it's really just like who can we get to come yes, this year? Yeah, who's the most famous and person that who we has can famous award. friends yeah. who will come introduce that person? I think Spielberg's won it like seven times. I think he's going to win it next year. So. Because... Great guy. <laughs> but this, but that usually is because this is the this is the award show where you don't have to do the songs. This is the award show where you don't do the in memoriam. And so the one bit that's going to usually just be the drunkest, most celebrity-centered thing was was the most earnest part of the show. Well, yeah. Let's start talking a little bit about the show itself. And I want to ask you, who do you think had the most fun tonight? Earnestness aside. 
I think it was a good night for Gosling. Okay. I think we all agree on that. Yeah, I think sure. that was the and, unanimous. And I think I had the most fun. Well, Juliet and I had the most fun watching Ryan Gosling give that speech. Right. Which was really beautiful. It was just a new, it was a side of Ryan we don't usually get. It was great. Disagree, I actually. I thought some of his ad libs up there yeah. suggest that maybe he's been writing his own scripts for last year because he had like a little. He, he did seem, well, I just feel like he, like the way his, um, Accent is constantly changing. His like most recent part has like is still like rubbed off on him. Yeah, it's like he hasn't washed his first pair of jeans like in a while or something. <laughs> I want to be sure that you both heard the content of his speech because your jaws dropped in tandem when he went up there. There's nothing so, wrong with him showing feelings of affection and love for his family. Nothing wrong with yeah, it. Yeah, he, he stood was, up there and man. said, "I was only able to do this because of the women in my yeah, life." Shout wonderful. out to Ryan Gosling. Plus, he was charming. Plus, listen, he's never going to win the Oscar, so I was very <laughs> glad to have this moment. Of, this was the only Ryan Gosling speech. I was going to get this season, yeah. and I am very glad that you I got enjoyed it. Every He's moment. probably really happy too, because until this point, his biggest award show moment was making out with Rachel McAdams on stage right, at the, at the MTV's, right. Yeah. So now he's got a real, like, substantive, like, yeah. I'm an adult, I'm a dad. Look at this moment instead. Wait, who do you think is going to win Best Actor? I mean, it'll be between Casey and Denzel. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, guys like has no chance. I don't know. You don't, you think what you think he's creepy? I think it's like a I think that just feels like there, there there could be like a basically a La La Land unanimous. I mean maybe this is just one of those times where it just becomes like a Golden Globes phenomenon, and then there's just like a little bit more fracturing as it goes into the Oscars. And I know that there's already like a huge La La Land backlash of which I'm kind of like neither here nor there about. But it just seems like this was very much the coordinated movie. Today. I'm the captain now. You're the captain. Look, I just don't think I don't think he's ever going to be in contention for the Oscar. I mean, he'll be nominated most likely. Mm-hmm. But there's a grand tradition of movies uh, winning Best Picture and then the serious dramatic role winning. Yeah, I just don't think he's. Good. I don't. I don't think he's going to have much to say against Denzel and Casey. Speaking of La La Land, I think that your most fun was actually a, a sort of a bit player in that whole mosaic sure. of La but La Land. we Lands. saw her a lot. Yeah. Damien Chazelle's girlfriend. <laughs> can we talk about it? Olivia Hamilton. Yes. Can I, can I pull up her IMDb? Sure. She's, she's got some stuff brewing. I just, oh, this I just is want exciting. you guys to know about it. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Do you have some background you'd like to share with us about this relationship? Um, they live in Venice, they per have, the internet. They have a rescue dog. They have a rescue Colin, dog. Hopefully I entered for my password incorrectly. Um, well, she, okay. While you're looking that up, let's check out, like, let's check out a quick clip, right, of, of, of Olivia Hamilton oh, doing her thing. Oh, do we have this? Good one or the... well, oh, let's... okay. So, no, go ahead. You, you just go ahead and let me know. Yeah, I'm... Do you want me to reenact it? No, it's okay. Okay. <laughs> just like this. <laughs> Guys, we've got champagne here. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm the year of all. Um, she has seven credits as an actress. Okay. okay. Three of them were listed in 2016. Actually, four. She was Brie. Gluten free girl in La La Land, so she had an ex. She was she was in the oh, cafe uh, yeah. with Emma Stone. Who could forget that? Yeah, I oh, yeah, that yeah. Of when course, Ryan Gosling comes in. I remember to the that. Yeah. She seems delightful. So you have to assume that she and Emma Stone spent like through this whole thing. They've spent like at least five hours together. Right. I would go up to twelve even. Yeah, long days on Hollywood Very set. Very little Although, interaction between them tonight. Very little. Although yeah. let's dispense with this fiction that the movie was written for her, as David Chazelle suggested. Emma well, not just to be in. I mean, for the for his uh, fiance or girlfriend, Olivia, right? Yeah. So he said he, that, he wrote that he wrote this before La La Land. He wrote this back when he was walking the mean streets of Cambridge as a Harvard University student. Back when he was married to someone named Jasmine McGlade. Yeah. Wow. Who did not have a credit on this film through the whole festival season, and then for the final print after Telluride got an executive Oof. producer credit, and now it's also on her bio. So just drama. just some drums, yeah. I don't know, but I, Olivia Helms is having a great time. She got a lot of close-ups, yeah, and her man, her man won a lot. So, like, what's not to love? Plus, she's she's in this movie. I will say her <laughs> other credits as an actress are all in 2016. 
They're currently listed as post-production, and it's Look, 2017. We're working on it. So I don't know, well, Olivia. They're just uploading it There to was Abby. a lot. I mean, one of the reasons people say that they like La La Land so much is that they're like, oh, I, I had such a great time in the theater. It's such a positive film. It's so uplifting, and, and, and fair enough. That seemed to have translated into the room. People seem just generally supportive of it. I would like to say that Kenneth Lonergan's face speaks for me. <laughs> like, that Wait. camera was willing to go back to literally anyone who was even in the room except Kenny Lonergan <laughs> after that incredible performance in reaction to what I think was the speech of the year, which I we're coming a, back to. I have a cue for you. Yeah. Are people saying it's uplifting? Like, is that a thing yeah. people are oh, saying? Yeah, people had a wonderful time. As a resident fan, do you find that film wow. uplifting? Okay, hold on. Oh, I wow. think you're about Manchester by the Sea. No, no, I was no. just like... <laughs> Um, this is this, this from the person Ju- Juliet earlier in the evening. Our audience should know said that Fences was delightful. I thought you were talking great... about hidden figures. Right, <laughs> hidden fences. I think people are being very sentimental about La La Land, okay. which is also the level on which I appreciate it. Which I, I guess I'll just be honest now. I saw it once and I was like, that was fine. Sure. Had some good moments, some bad moments. Thought Ryan Gosling was transcendent. Yeah. Then I saw oh, it God. again. And I was like deeply moved by the last 20 minutes. I don't know. I don't know what happened. I don't know. It's not a good, it's Do not a perfect film. often wonder your choice about marrying Tom Everett Scott? Do you feel like <laughs> sliding doors you maybe I really, shouldn't I'm waiting for the Tom Everett Scott Cecil B. DeMille Award. He should get it next year. Uh, before we move on to the things that we're displeased about, the results are in from the voting. This is a little bit chilling to do this. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, who's having the most fun? Our listeners and watchers said uh, Damien Chazelle's girlfriend, 34%. Ryan Gosling, 30%. Celebrity Bear Hunters, which we didn't mention. That was, my, that was my pick. That's your bit. Uh, and Lakeith Stanfield from Atlanta got 17%. So Damien Chazelle's girlfriend. Woohoo! Wow, you've got Congrats, your finger Olivia. on the pulse. Big night for her. Uh, let's talk about what we're displeased about. Okay. Um, I I was not like outraged at this show, but like, did you have anything that you were particularly displeased about? I was very disappointed that Mahershala Ali did not win okay. for Best Sporting Actor. That, that was, was just like straight bullshit, and it was the first category, right or second maybe. It was. It, it was, was early it was in the show. Early. It was the first. It was yeah. shocking. Aaron oh, Taylor Johnson. Oh yeah, no. Quicksilver. <laughs> nah. Like I already forgot. But that no. seemed like a parody. Like that was just so weird. Just want to say, Aaron Taylor Johnson is amazing in Nocturnal Animals. Sure, but did anyone see that coming? Like that was that was peak. I did say explosion. Aaron Taylor Johnson before he won, and then me and Tate were like, "I got you." <laughs> that was that was very 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 surprising. I thought he was fine. I didn't even hate Nocturnal Animals like everyone else. I loved it. But but isn't this? I mean, would, would you characterize the year this way? I feel like there aren't. Who has who has horses in these races? You know, I feel like, like who's passionate who's about who's particularly these? passionate. In many years, there's, there's like the good movie there... and the bad movie that might win, and people get very fired up about it. People feel robbed. This movie, this year, there, there there's some pretty good movies and some very good performances, and it doesn't people, feel very. People are pretty fired up about Moonlight. Yeah. People are pretty. I mean, I, I I think that not saying they don't love Moonlight, but they're not like you know, fuck Manchester by the Sea, are they? Uh, More complicated on that one. Yeah, I mean, I think Manchester by the Sea has become like really complicated. This is what happens to award shows. Award shows are like this incredible stress test for not only the movies that they're celebrating or evaluating, but also everybody who's in them and everybody's story about, you know, that's obviously alluding to Casey Affleck's controversy. It's like there's just a tremendous amount that these movies go through before they get to the finish line. Sure. So I think that like in some ways, yes, there are people who are like, I'm not, I'm not here, I'm not really here for Manchester by the Sea. I was kind of just on the television side of things. Obviously, yeah. uh, 
Tom Hiddleston, people had a lot of fun, not a lot of fun, but like people were making fun of Tom Hiddleston's very self-satisfied speech. It's a shame. Also, Night Manager upset a couple in a couple of those categories. Night Manager upset. That was very surprising. Uh, a, cu- a couple of other really good contenders. But the thing is, I actually really like the Night Manager, and yeah. it's almost like a bummer that people are going to be like, "Man, screw the Night Manager," no, but, because like yeah, you, you should check it out. It's that, a good. That's why the Golden Globes remain the weirdest and hardest show to parse because there are any number of reasons that you could say why Night Manager upset People versus OJ. One is that maybe people liked it more. Night Manager was pretty good. I completely agree with you. Two, the Golden Globes seem to have fallen in love with being new and surprising. They yeah. definitely like, to, like to, to carve out their own lane and not doing what the Emmys did yeah. as much as possible. Three, it's the Hollywood foreign press. They love foreign things. Yeah. And those dudes are foreign. Great hair, but foreign. And the show is set across Europe. Four, um, the voters may have been members of Médecins Sans Frontières. Speaking of voters. Wow. watched it well in South Sudan. There. Beautiful. <laughs> Before we move on in this category, you. we invite you uh, to vote on Facebook and Twitter for this category. Uh, what, was your, what, what are you most displeased about? Uh, Juliet, what were you most displeased about? I'm fucking pissed the Game of Thrones didn't win. They make a movie every fucking <laughs> yeah. week across multiple locations with hundreds of actors, and they have an amazing showrunner named David Benioff, <laughs> who always thanks his wife, Amanda Peet, and I really wanted that tonight. I really wanted it. You just The thing is, they almost at this point need to rename that award. The Best Drama Series Award for the Golden Globes is the Best New Show. It's just going to be the best new show. I That's think The Affair cool. won the other year. Uh, Mr. Robot won. Crazy Ex-Girlfriend won mm. last year. Not that they won in Best Comedy. This year, the one thing that I knew going in absolutely is a lock that Game of Thrones was not going to win. It's not fair. It's the best show. I didn't, we, didn't we like kind of say it might win? No. I, I, I have hedged. I have lied to people's <laughs> face about what I said on our podcast last week. <laughs> I we, admit we that to you. We both thought it was This Is Us, right? Eventually. Okay. Uh, you, you convinced me. I think we came in hot on Stranger Things. Right. And you made the This Is Us argument. They really hit those with. kids tonight. I was just about to say, super I thought they were going to really drag Millie Bobby Brown out there and have her do like Nicki Minaj like five or six times. And they, yeah. they really like were like, oh. if, they had, if they had done that, that for the voters. It would have been better than how they used them, which was like for one shot during yeah, the Tom the Hiddleston speech. Is this the moment to talk about the thing that made Amanda happiest since we're talking about the drama series? Yeah, award? listen, um, I loved The Crown. I loved The Crown. I had been looking would, forward to The Crown. Could, could you, yeah, could you okay. please? How many times have you watched each episode? Um, at least twice, because I watched it. I can't believe I'm doing this. You've I watched this. each episode of The Crown at least twice? Yeah, okay. I've never right. watched an episode of I television I watched twice. it once. Is this like, is, is it? looks great. It looks Perfect. good. Um, you look like Miss America. Thank, great. But that's, you look like that's a 1984. Just, that's both the intention of The Crown and also one of my long-held desires. So it's good. It looks like you're ready to do your final program for figure skating. <laughs> Okay. And please do. We can clear the table out if need be. Um, I have watched The Crown, all the episodes twice, because I watched them once by myself. And then my beloved husband, yeah. in, like his greatest act of love, agreed to watch all the episodes with me. He did turn to me halfway through and was like, why is this interesting? Can you explain it to me? <laughs> like, it's just in like a very respectful way. Yeah. Um, I have just really always liked, um, I have had a weakness for British royalty. Yeah. I have seen... Peter Morgan's other work, I think, Which, is very good. Spoiler alert: is about the British monarchy. <laughs> <laughs> Did Who you knew that story Iron would keep Lady? giving? Is that what he wrote? Uh huh. And what else? Uh, the special relationship. Oh yeah. Uh, the Queen. Yeah. And then he also did a play starring Helen Mirren also, about Queen Elizabeth. We don't have few, to follow it. Few people it. know fine. this, but he also wrote the film King Ralph with John. No Goodman. way. Yeah, that was what began his interest. Are you in being monarchy. serious right now or no? <laughs> No. It was just me being really stoked. It was just me being. That's why I love Claire Foy's dress. I thought she looked lovely. Claire Foy was that an upset? Um, yeah, kind of. I thought well, so. Who, who did she beat? They love coronating new stars. I mean, they love that. Yeah, Nailed she was it. great. Coronating. Yeah. <laughs> I do this for a living. Um, <laughs> can you make the case for the crown? Just in like, what's what's the pitch for sure. people who might be dubious about it? 
I mean, if you're if you're dubious and you don't aren't interested in this stuff, yeah. it's like very soothing. There's like very low stakes, well right. made, um, well written. You already know what happens. Like but, but you know, for me, like I'm watching a hundred million dollars. They spend yeah, this. which is great. But like you know, you've your watched you eight care? versions. I of pay them eight ninety nine a month. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You're an investor. I am an investor. Yeah. Yeah, I have a stake in this. They company. really they, they cu- they're cutting means. quarters on narcos for the crown. What's that? <laughs> I said that's not what investor means, but that's okay. <laughs> it's like tax thing, right? I will say that the sets are amazing. The homes, like when when they're fighting about moving out of um, Clarence House. Clarence House. I'm I like, yeah, you. I wouldn't want to leave either. The wallpaper is incredible. Yeah, like, they did a great job restoring Prince it. Prince Philip did it himself. Yeah. All right, so we obviously we're getting very passionate about the crown. So let's move into what were the, some we? of our bests and our mosts for the evening, since we're going to be very affirmative now. Can I take this off? Yeah, yes. of course. Okay, thank yes. you. Um, Can I put it on? Yeah. On the fashion tip, I thought Claire Foy looked great, but yep. best dress was definitely Zazie Beetz. She looked amazing. Oh, she was incredible. Loved yeah. that black dress. She just looked effortless, and that's a great character anyway. So I gotta say, shout the, out to her. the whole cast of Atlanta looked pretty good. It was what Atlanta's night. I think it was. Throwback? I think yeah. one of the big stories coming out of this is just like Atlanta was this critical darling, beloved by the like small but like powerful group of people who were watching it. Us, us, <laughs> and um, we are investors. <laughs> you know, I, mean, I think Atlanta truly—it's when it gets down to it—it's it's the story of me and Andy. Yeah, and our and our dedicated. I'm just kidding. Okay. Every night we listen to Outcast and sleep in a storage locker. No, but um, drive our invisible car. It was just an incredible night for that show. Uh, Glover winning best actor, the show yeah. winning best uh, best comedy series. Yeah. It, it's really exciting. I mean, that this is what's best about the Golden Globes is when something relatively under the radar. Uh, can upset and have and get a spot on that stage, yeah. basically. Make their voices heard, make their presence felt. And that could turn into something very positive. I mean, we talk about what these awards actually mean. Um, for the movies, it really is about Oscar jockeying and positioning. For TV shows, including The Crown, this is a chance to be defined as something worth watching. It's something exciting to get eyes on these people, on Claire Foy, on Donald Glover, on relatively new stars to a lot of people. And it was really thrilling. We I mean, got a, it, a, a question from a viewer named Aaron Sorotsky who was wondering, what was the biggest night in a night of surprises? Were you surprised at all by Atlanta? No. Okay. I, I mean, with the Hollywood Foreign Press and with, you know, Andy's been describing, they do weird things. And so they don't always reward the best show. Yeah. And, like, the fact that every single person we know is just like Atlanta, myself included, it's like Atlanta was the best show on television. As an Atlanta native. Yes. Um, I... You could have seen them screwing it up. Yeah. So I was like surprised they didn't screw it up. Like shout out to Hollywood Foreign Press on that. Especially because there were two Amazon series in the category as well. And Amazon, I'm not saying Amazon has a lot of money. <laughs> I'm not saying they're just like Billy uh, Bob Alexa, Thornton's hair doesn't come cheap though. Seriously, Alexa, get Billy Bob Thornton <laughs> the Golden Globe tonight. But that was that was legitimately for me. It was surprising. I did not think they were going to win, and it was legitimately thrilling. It's also nice because since it is like an international show, and so much of. Um, Hollywood right. and entertainment like relies on basically exporting like these American things to other places where hopefully people will watch them and the rights and translation and all that like it makes it more likely the show will be more international success and have a longer life and more money etc. Sometimes there's a little bit of like a weird delay with like a show getting rewarded. I think if OJ got you know another award tonight, but it felt like OJ really had its moments at the yeah. Emmys. And that it was kind of nice to sort of get some new blood into the award show. If you're going to sit through a three-hour award show, you kind of want to get like a mix of stuff in there. Counterpoint, best speeches at the Emmys were all from the OJ people. I miss them. I could have used a little more Vance, could have used but, a like, little I more. But I honestly That's feel like true. you should almost be limited to one serious speech and then one like just kind of like I'm improving. this is just fun vibe speech. Because if you're going to yeah, win so, multiple times, it's like almost did, like, ah, I really... F- Remember when McConaughey was basically just doing like a riff on the same thing for da- the Dallas Buyers Club run? 
And he would yeah, just basically but he be peaked like, early. He peaked at the yeah, Globes. He, right, exactly. And that his was, Oscar that speech was the first good. all right, all right, all right, wasn't it? Uh, it in the speech, <laughs> at least? Not ever. <laughs> Probably <laughs> like, not for ever. The, for the speeches. Um, when we were watching tonight, there were a lot of like very clearly pre-rehearsed speeches yes. that felt very um, Hathaway to me. A lot of uh, throwbacks to fighting tuberculosis at the Oscars we, when she won for Les Mis. <laughs> yeah, we, 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 we ask a lot of, yeah. these, of these beautiful, rich unicorns. And one of them is to appear to be completely off the cuff and inspired and emotional. We also want them to have content and to be good at it. I thought tonight we didn't really get the sweet spot very often of what mm-hmm. we wanted. I think Gosling probably was the best speech because he did seem to be in the moment, but also did have prepared things to say that were actually meaningful. Other people were either too rehearsed or it didn't quite get there. Is yeah, like, it's like we can't ask what, what speech everything for people. What speech are people going to talk about? Literally, what is their <laughs> no, their job? It's but if they're ca- caught in the axis of like sincerity and sort of like brushing it off, like it's like I'm just some some weirdo up on stage. Like you kind of, it's always hard to hit that main target where you're just like, oh, this is really great. You're being so heartfelt, but actually now you're making it weird. Yeah, but again, I, I, it's hard. But they are supposed <laughs> to be able to do this, and I think that. But actually, they say things that other people write. Sure, for them. but I do also. Yeah, we'll have someone else write that's this. That's true. I, but, I guess that's a good point. And then and then learn how to deliver it in a convincing way. I do think part. Would of, you have Peter Morgan write your speech? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Although <laughs> weirdly. Peter Morgan's speech, not that good. <laughs> not great. Yeah, that's okay. true. Um, in terms of like the, not just the acceptance speeches, but there was also obviously people are presenting and there's always like a snafu with the teleprompter or maybe a bit that doesn't go off as well as they hoped. I thought obviously Kristen Wiig and Steve Carell were the funniest part yeah. about the show. I still am waiting for Kristen Wiig to be able to host an award show. I don't know no, she... if it would be the weirdest thing of all time if she did it, but like, I just kind of want to be alive when that happens. Low-key uh, shout to the other best Kristen tonight, which was Kristen Bell's face when she realized that Cuba Gooding Jr. really was going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> she just grinned, and this is what actors can do. She just she just smiled her way through it. I've never heard anyone say a bad thing about Kristen Bell, so here we are. Yeah. Uh, do you want me to, should we start? No, you want to? no I, I just want to say that Kristen Bell was the highlight of Bad Moms. I was late to Bad Moms, but Kristen Bell, like a tour de force in Bad Moms. That's late all I have to, to say. Bad Moms, and you call yourself a cult character. I know, but here I am. Shocking. <laughs> she's also still great in Forgetting Sarah Marshall, which has been on TV lately. She's been talking about that a lot. Like, she has, like, a thing where she'll, like, she refers to, like, three of her roles, uh-huh. and that's, like, only, there are only three that she's ever done. She's, like, there's Veronica Mars forgetting Sarah Marshall and, like, and The Good Place, and then, like, everything else is just sort of, like, just, wh- why doesn't she talk about Spartan? I, I like know. the Samsung oh commercial. That is her single best Love performance. <laughs> great David Mamet. Okay. Um, well, let's talk a little bit about, like, then obviously that, that wig and corral bit was pretty strange. So we want to do a bit a segment here called That Was Weird about the more awkward moments of the show. Um, so if you guys have any suggestions, you should just yeah. let us know. Um, did you have one that you thought was particularly odd? Well, I, I think I already alluded to it. I, I did think it was weird when Tom Hiddleston talked about how <clears throat> volunteer workers in Sudan were binge-watching his AMC series. I just felt like that was a little... That was a little rough. Um, yes, it was. Yeah, <laughs> a lack of self-awareness, and yeah. not to belittle the situation that he was talking about, but he himself in the uh, speech belittled it to such an extent. So, right. So, I mean, I don't want to blow this out of proportion, but I think that his career is in, in shambles after this, and he'll yeah. never be James Bond. I, I, I'm just going to put that out there. Disagree. You do? Yeah, I don't think that anybody is like, did you remember what Hiddleston did at the Globes? Let's get him out of here. But he's coming off a rough year. Where yes. he won a Golden Globe and was in. In Thor again? Do you remember? I guess it's like not this year, but next year. He dated someone this year. 
did for he? 15 minutes. Question is, did he date her? I don't think And her name is Taylor Swift. I just want to admit to you guys now, this is comfortable, hopefully, that <laughs> <laughs> I really like the song from Fifty Shades Darker with Taylor wow. Swift and Zayn. I'm really sorry. I've been waiting waiting to get that off my chest. This whole time? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Should, so you need to throw that out there. Is it worth recreating the conversation we had during the show where you tried to explain to me how there's a sequel to a movie about people just boning? Wait, let's go back to Hiddleston for a second. Oh, sure. Yeah, here's the thing. is like, Take Hiddleston out of it. Have you ever written someone off because of their behavior at an award show? Like, can you even remember an award show before this? The name Anne Hathaway just just That's emerged. That's true. Actually, you were Hollywood never forgets when it comes to you. Also, Adrian Brody. The thing is, I actually like Anne Hathaway as an actress, but like her person has never recovered from the press tour of Les Mis. That award speech was that Oscar speech was so catastrophic for her. Like all like. Should women characters be likable? Internet essays started with that. Yeah. I'm not kidding. That's Trace true. it back. Like she started a whole economy. So yes. It does matter. Okay. Adrian Brody. Adrian Brody yeah, won Best one. Actor. And then he made 19 terrible choices about what movies to make. But, but, but you know, I, I think it all starts from something. Um, what about Hilary Swank and Chad Lowe breaking up because she didn't thank him? They're divorced now. <laughs> I guess, yeah. I guess that's true. I guess that. So that's. Oh, yeah. And this, Affleck. Uh, Saying the weird thing about his marriage during the Argo acceptance. But now he's in like Affleck, like is Batman. Like I, I think for like just like there's like a large swath of people who don't actually remember or care about what happens during these shows. So we place a lot of importance on it. But yeah. to say Tom Hiddleston is over, like I don't even know why I'm like like caping up for Tom Hiddleston here. But <laughs> I, just, I guess I'm just someone's got to do it. Yeah, I just think he's going to. I suppose that he shouldn't be Bond. I don't think he'd be a good. No, bond. he'd be a terrible Bond. So do you think I, he'd be a good Bond? No, I don't. No. And, he was pretty good night manager. Nice linen shirts. Oh, he really knows how to wear something breathable. I have a Lousy. question. Yes. Can't we just get Ryan Gosling as Bond? I know he's American. No. But can we just get him? First of all, so many here. British people. First Why are he's Canadian? Oh, right. He's Meryl Canadian. Meryl Streep told you that Sorry, tonight. Yeah, that was tough. Okay, guys, let's just take a quick break from our sponsor before we go any further, and then we'll be back for more Golden Globes after party talk. Hey guys, just want to tell you a little bit about the Black Tux. Looking great for a wedding or a special event has never been easier with theblacktux.com. With high quality rental suits and tuxedos delivered to your doorstep, the Black Tux is giving guys a new way to rent. And get this, the Black Tux offers free home try-on, so you can see the fit and feel the quality of your suit months before your event. The best part? It's completely done online. No trips to the tux shop required. Blacktux.com lets you create your look or choose from tons of stylist selected outfits starting at just $95. And these suits have a modern fit and are made from fine Italian wool, the highest quality on the rental market. And if you have any questions or issues, their expert customer care team has your back at every step of the way. After ordering, your suit will arrive 14 days before your event, and that's a full two weeks to try it on. Make sure everything fits. And if anything is less than perfect, the Black Tux will send you a free replacement right away. When your event is over, you just drop the rental back in the mail. Shipping is free both ways. How easy is that? To get started right now, visit theblacktux.com slash BSPN and experience a new way to rent. Theblacktux.com slash BSPN. Watch is brought to you by the Showtime original series Homeland, starring Claire Danes. Back on U.S. soil, former CIA agent Carrie Matheson is desperately fighting the government's abuse of power. New York City sets the stage for Carrie's relentless pursuit of justice that finds her at odds with CIA leaders Dara Dahl and Saul Berenson. The new season of this political thrill ride takes place between Election Day and the inauguration, an uncertain time for America as the new president-elect prepares to take power. Homeland returns with new episodes every Sunday at 9 p.m. Download the Showtime app now to start your free trial. What were some other weird bits from tonight? Another really weird thing is whatever's, uh, 
whatever the relationship is between Emma Stone and Damien Chazelle. They had like a they had like an awkward hug when he went up the first time. Yeah. And then she kind of did like a very like cursory, just like a courtesy smile whenever he mentioned her. It just was weird. I, there's something going on with those two. I, maybe she doesn't like Olivia Hamilton, or is just not over the scene of, some, of when when she was rude to her. Because Olivia totally stole her shine. Maybe she and wishes and... that he would make room for. Uh, women in his movies and not just blame them for like getting in the way of art. I don't know, just a thought, just a thought. The problem. That's definitely definitely possible. The problem is that Olivia Hamilton appreciates jazz and Emma Stone doesn't. I don't know, it just was, it was weird because it seems like their whole, they've always been, like, been very tight on that movie and then tonight they just seemed awkward. Also tough for Emma Stone because Andrew Garfield is one table away. He seems psyched for her. No, standing O when she won. Andrew Garfield alone at his table. I believe, I don't actually believe and I don't want them to. Love never dies. Can I I say just a quick 30 seconds about Andrew Garfield? I saw Silence yesterday. Oh. The worst three hours that I've had at the movie theater in a very long time, but I did spend at least 30 minutes of the movie (laughs) just imagining what it must have been like to be Emma Stone dating Andrew Garfield as he was preparing Correct. to be a Jesuit priest and be like, Emma, I read this book. I really need to tell you about it for four hours. Let me tell you about how faith is a, like. But she I, was like, Jesus don't Christ. slam doors in the in the face of creative people. Has Andrew Garfield had the quietest, loudest year in history? Because he has this big profile in the New York Times about being God, like the spiritual ghost in the Hollywood machine. I, like, but the movies that he was in, Hacksaw Ridge and Silence, just sound like nightmares. Nobody, nobody's going to see these movies in I great did. numbers. Yeah. Right. So, is he? If 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 the tree, if his career falls in a forest, did anyone hear it? Like, what's going on with him? I mean, I think he's like exercising the ghost of Spider-Man, right? In the most annoying way possible. Like by literally like losing all the weight <laughs> that he's ever gained in his life. To yeah. be, I thought that, that uh, there were some other weird bits on the show tonight. Uh, the the so- Sofia Vergara. Uh, Horrific. Thing is like kind of probably. It's time for that to end. Time, yeah, yeah. I feel like English. that's gotten tr- trotted out a couple of times. Um, I wasn't, you know, I thought Questlove's music selection was amazing. The fact that just to get a rep by Gangstar was played over the course of a Golden Globe show, but I, I could have done without Jimmy Fallon's Cypress Hill bit. Yeah. I don't Thanks know. for bringing up Eddie Redmayne. Did you guys notice that when they were I doing, didn't bring up Eddie Redmayne. Well, he's part of the Cypress Hill bit. Oh, okay. You did. <laughs> yeah. oh. Own it. You did. <laughs> you did. <laughs> I was like, Eddie Redmayne's in Cypress Hill? <laughs> Well, when they were doing the, like, the right. Suit. Right. when they were doing the um, like my first job or whatever, yeah, yeah. the only one who got bleeped out was like Eddie Redmayne. Was that intentional? No, I think that was just a technical. Oh, just our TV. Yeah. Oh. I was like conspiracy theory. Eddie, Eddie, Eddie Redmayne, Redmayne famously works blue. <laughs> Everybody knows that. About Sorry, it. back to Cypress Wait, Hill. I've got a weird moment, which was just how much you two loved the my first job segment. <laughs> <laughs> we love bits. You we're just fucking dying. We love and bits. Yeah, I don't know. Celebrities are just <laughs> like us. Look. The Fallon thing, what show was Fallon hosting? Because I was going to say he he thought that his he was own. hosting the Oscars. His, his own. own. He thought he was hosting the Oscars, but he was hosting the Golden Globes. But it was more like he was hosting a high school talent show with that stuff. It was weird. It, he's, he's a celebrity cheerleader, which works on a talk show. But as ridiculous as award shows are, they are at least, you have to, at some level, either keep up the pretense that it's about art and making good art, or puncture holes in it. And he didn't either. I think his his biggest flaw was that he disappeared, and it was like kind of fine. Like yeah, he, that's, they all disappear, but no one missed him. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. I don't think that there's any t- that, like there have been award shows in recent memory of Chris Rock where like you're like oh we're gonna remember that monologue for a while we're gonna talk about that monologue for a while. Jimmy came out immediately was like the prompter's broken did a, a shuffle and tried to like kind of make up for it which may or may not have been a bit. Pretty much immediately got to the stuff he ducked out on any of the Trump night t- Tonight Show stuff which I think he I thought maybe he would bring up as like. 
kind of a self-referential bit, but I guess not. He probably doesn't want to relive him touching his hair. Right, or whatever. I mean, there was like a certain uh, contrast between the politics of a lot of the speeches and Jimmy's kind of benign hosting, which is fine, but it's just worth noting. I think that's why the speeches did feel earnest. You got the impression that everyone who had a platform felt they needed to really use it. Mm -hmm. And so while it made it for a less fun show, it is in some way, like while like Emma Stone speech maybe was a little tone deaf and certainly Tom Hiddleston's, at least like everyone seemed to be aware of like the gravity of their platform, which I guess is nice. The weirdest moment of... I was just going to say, we didn't mention the the one speech that I thought did hit all the quadrants, which was Tracy Tracy Ellis Ross, who is deserving, who is always good on that show. Funny, self-effacing, very grateful, very excited to be there, but also like kind of like a lovely sentiment. Yeah, Yeah. she was terrific. And a great dress. And during Meryl Streep's speech, my my that was weird moment was definitely the cutaway to Vince Vaughn and Mel Gibson, (laughs) who looked like... They were like watching the end of 2001 while she was talking. I have no idea what was going through Wait, their I'm minds. Sorry, were you talking about Hacksaw Ridge's Vince Vaughn? Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay, I didn't know Hacksaw how to place Ridge's him Vince in the Vaughn. room. I didn't realize. Uh, yeah. Um, so let's get to the end, sort of like the takeaways, right? Sure. So a lot of fun is had at the expense of the Golden Globes about mm-hmm. how it's basically superficial, how are you for impressed, you can buy them with a nice lunch, um, et cetera. But does it matter? Does anything that happened tonight matter in so much as... Basically, the discourse around these movies and t- television shows, mm-hmm. but also like going forward, whether or not La La Land now has like pretty much a clear runway to the Oscars. Right. I mean, I think that you can argue that La La Land has both totally cemented its front runner status, and at the same time, like backlash starts tomorrow. Yep. Backlash starts right or, now. Backlash People started are, like two hours ago. Yeah, yeah. But I think that it probably won a little too much for its own good. And like, do the Golden Globes matter? Like. No, not really, except in how they affect the Oscar conversation. Yeah. And they do. Like, you can't, it's recency bias, but you just, it's the thing that you think you think of. Sure. So, I think, they. I'm sure they're very happy that they won. And, like, on Thursday, they won't be as happy that they won. I, it's almost like they have so much, how much, when did the Oscars? March 8th? February 26th. February 26th. That's yeah, my, my favorite day. They have however many days, six weeks or whatever. Like, I feel like there's, the way that the cycle goes now, they'll have, the backlash, and then there will actually yeah. be like a mounted defense of La La Land period in a couple of weeks. To the, the nominations aren't for a couple of weeks, yeah. So it can go. La La Land is going to win. There's no question. La La Land is going to win Best Picture. I don't think. But the one thing that was supposed to come out of this evening, I think, was the clear cut alternative. Right. And I don't know if we got there. I think. I guess just by by nature of it, by the fact that it won, Moonlight would be the mm-hmm. alternative. But Casey Affleck did win. Um, Isabel Huppert won, <laughs> so who knows? That makes I things kind of interesting for the Best Actress Award, at least, I mean, with Emma Stone and Isabel Huppert. I yeah. Think that there's... Yeah, I, I mean, I was extremely, when the nominations came out, I was surprised at how little attention Jackie got mm-hmm. uh, from, because you'd think that that is like a Hollywood foreign yes. press, and, and Natalie Portman, a famous person, playing Jackie O, like, prestige wrapped up. Uh, I was surprised that she didn't win tonight, even though they yeah. did, didn't care for Jackie. Yeah. And I do kind of, she was definitely the front runner before tonight. I wonder if she's still, when they're all in one category, maybe she still is. Yeah, something still could change for yeah. sure. And there is there is the foreign aspect of the foreign press that right. maybe wanted to give Isabella Perry, who's just, wonderful, an they award. They just scorned Europe, so they're probably like, nah, Natalie. <laughs> That's probably I do kind of wonder, though, whether or not, I mean, the, the table gets set by the Golden Globes in some way, but if they're, because a lot of these movies do have like January 13th wide release dates, not that there's yeah. like a surge of popular opinion necessarily, but... We've talked about this, and I think that this is sort of far-fetched at this point, but it's worth mentioning. Like, let's say like Patriots Day is a box office sensation or something right. like that. Or let's say 
there is um, just, you know, like any fences. If a lot of people get to go see fences finally in, in January, that Denzel could kind of catch up or pass Casey Affleck. Well, but one thing that's worth noting is that for a long time, because the Oscars just didn't have the Golden Globes on their radar at all and they looked down on them, there was an enormous amount of time between the, between the shows. Mm -hmm. And in fact, I think the nomination, uh, the nominations weren't even locked in for the Oscars by the time the Golden Globes aired. That's no longer the case. Now the nominations are locked. They just haven't been announced yet, so they can't really be swayed which is sort of interesting and almost a shame because I think that if they had a little bit more time to get the nominations in, Hidden Figures, for example, would absolutely get a Best Picture nomination. It's a mm -hmm. smash, smash hit, um, beloved movie. by audiences. Yeah. Apparently delightful. <laughs> I just, I believe it. It's moving and I had a great time watching it and the three women in it are amazing. But one thing, that, really good too. it's just worth noting that looking forward to the Oscars, the nominations will not be reactive to the Golden Globes, but no. the winners might be. Right, and I just, I just wonder whether or not there could be like a, you know, Hell or High Water didn't win anything tonight. Or I mean, Jeff Bridges has got nominated, but it, t Taylor Sheridan got nominated. But there's a bunch of movies that are kind of like floating around out there that I wonder if they could enter into the conversation. Julia, we're not really talking about television that much. We're mostly talking about movies here. Did you learn anything from the television awards? Does any of this matter? Um, do you guys think that Billy Bob Thornton will be in one TV show for the rest of time? Or one TV show a year for the rest of time? I mean, if you got... He's having a revival yeah, from yeah. Fargo to... It's true. First David of all, Goliath. he looked great. Did he? he? We discussed the sunglasses. The sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> his, his, glasses, <laughs> his glasses, Christian Slater's glasses, Joel Edgerton's glasses with oh, the yeah. dark Joel Edgerton glasses. Great. Of I the just evening. realized that um, that Billy Bob Thornton was really kind of like a variation on a former Johnny Depp look. Like I feel like that was like a very Depp inspired. Yeah. Now that I think about it. Depp inspired. Really? Yeah, Depp used tie. to do like those dark round sunglasses with the longish hair on both sides. That's kind of interesting. He did. Hollywood yeah. vampires. <laughs> like in the band. 90s. Yeah. Um, I'm yeah. a really big David E. Kelly fan. I believe he did Goliath. Yes, he did. He? So mm -hmm. that's wonderful And he's to uh, me. responsible for Big Little Lies, right? He, or he's, yeah. yeah. Kelly back. Yeah. Kelly back. Um, that's great. I, I think that, you know, the, the, the TV side of the Golden Globes is always the most fun and probably the least relevant in the sense right. of like ratings. But ratings don't even matter to TV anymore if you ask TV people. So it really is just more of a, that that side really is the party. Like I think that's the side where people get to have their coming out party. Right, like, and like it's cool because the they get Claire to come Floyd. out and they'll be like, watch Atlanta, best, you know, Golden Globe winner, watch The Crown, Golden Globe winner. It does have like a little bit of yeah. momentum and, going and on And it that. is more fun. I mean, I, we've made the case at the Emmys year after year, like Julie Louis-Dreyfus is the best comic actor on television, man or woman, one of probably the best performer many years running. She will win that Emmy every year that she's nominated, and she certainly has until she John Larroquette's herself out of the conversation, <laughs> that she should win, but it's more fun when other people yeah, win. Yeah, it just, it definitely is better. I mean, we had a viewer comment about the Globes not mattering because Moonlight didn't get any love. I mean, I think Moonlight did win at, won at the end. The, act, <laughs> did the lack the of acting awards picture of the year. Uh, was, was disappointing, but I think that, I think it's still in, in the conversation. For I know sure. that La La Land is obviously the, like the, I think, favorite. Chris, I don't think Aaron Taylor Johnson's winning the Oscar. I'm <laughs> sorry, Tate. I'm not getting my hopes up. I don't see it happening. Tate Remember will Sokovia. Always, we'll always Remember have Sokovia. The, uh, the Golden Globes. Yeah. It was nice to see Ham again. Just, yeah. Who was it nice to see Mad again? Who, who did you miss? Oh, I, <laughs> uh, it, was great. it was great to see Brad Pitt. It's not like, I don't know what to say. Well, he's I'm not picking out. sides in that one. There's the this tabloid stories about him are so salacious where it's like yeah. he's just like hiding under a bed in Nice. You it's, know, it's, and like, first yeah, of all, <laughs> we all could be so lucky because that guy looked amazing. But he looked like he was just—he looked like he'd been lifting for like the last three weeks. <laughs> He's yeah. back. He looks great. He's on the Santa Clarita diet. Hit no, back. I unsubscribed from that. <laughs> Though it was great to see Oliphant and Drew Barrymore looked like she was having a fantastic time. Yeah. You know what? It would have been great to see the top part of Chris Pine's cheeks because the oh, yeah. beard looked like it was coming for the eyes. That was, yeah, that, that was, was a major was a, problem. It was a little paste on. And what was otherwise a fantastic performance I, by Chris Pine in the role of 
man in a suit. I would say the one thing that these award shows teach us, that's the role he always plays. I know, he's In every movie, it. he's pretty good it's at fine, it. fine, I'm uh, great. These award shows can act as sort of a barometer for celebrity in the best possible yeah. sense. Like, who are the star? Who are America's stars? Who are we happy to see again? Who's who's back doing the bit? Who's back? Doing we were the all funny happy thing? to see Reese. Who's the Jack Nicholson thing? I'm Queen Reese is one. She great. Brad Pitt is another. Who, I think who? I think it's time to to reassess like where John Legend is in our universe because <laughs> he's just been involved in so many things. Yeah, he's in the Daily Mail all the time. He has a really cute child now. I think his relationship with Chrissy Teigen seems great. So and now reassess he's part of our relationship or your relationship? Everyone. Yeah, he was. A we all have a great relationship. Yeah. He was a part of Selma. He's the leader of the Messengers. Yes, yes. He's just everyone loves Jazz Fusion. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, no, we don't. I forgot what the movie told me. No, is that what you're going to be talking vision. about tomorrow? What is like the biggest takeaway from the Golden Globes? You're going to go away and be like, we need to reassess our relationship can, to John Legend? That's definitely one of them can, for me, yes. Can I also, ask? Oh, go ahead, please. I'm just still working through my feelings about Damien Chazelle, just in general. Okay. Can I ask, the, so what do you, who do you guys think from the younger generation of stars? Like, obviously, Leo is trying to become Jack Nicholson uh, physically, or at least in terms of charisma and <laughs> face width, but in general, but he's not actually um, Socks and funny, slip-ons, yeah. so he's not good at doing that at award right. shows. Who from the next generation can fill those shoes? I, when Brie Larson came out, I was like, oh, she's a star. Nice to see her again. It's who's, been a a good, who's a but good who's, audience she's member? She's kind of a suck-up, though. Um, I'm glad you brought up the audience member thing. A lot of time at the Globes, you get a lot of like friend group shots. Like mm-hmm. We used to get a lot of like yeah. Brad, George, Matt Damon yeah, yeah. in the Clooney years, and, and then very little Ben Affleck, except when he was on stage. Like, just there was not a lot of like friend group action happening, except for the cast of Atlanta, which is one of the reasons they were so fun to look at because they were clearly enjoying the moment together. Um, Christian Slater had a, a fantastic audience moment during mm. the Tom Hiddleston speech. Just classic. That's true. He uh, yeah, does a good that nod. That was really good. Yeah, he, because the thing about it is he wanted to understand what was going on. I don't, I don't know if he did, and he, that's why I... I think he tried to, but it, we, yeah. the cameras caught him at a moment where he just couldn't. We have a couple of uh, viewer questions. So yeah. Peggy Jean-Louis wants to know, I, I hope I pronounced that right, uh, <laughs> should Fleabag or Search Party be in the awards conversation? I think they kind of came out a little late for the sort of, if, if not the actual deadline, but at least in terms of like the critical appreciation happened a little yeah. bit late in the process. But I'm sure we'll be talking about those at some I point. Mean, I, I hope so. I, ben I, Thurber wants to know, is Emma Stone taking J-Law's corner, which could be read in a couple of different ways? Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, I, well, I don't think her speech tonight was good enough to, to take J-Law's sort of bumbling, likable, like, I'm a real girl, corner. Um, and and I, I think take, take by, back, yeah, right. by, by that performance, you may understand how I feel about J-Law's um, particular persona. Right. Um, so no, I think Emma Stone's a little too actory to be J-Law. What I think she might win, so in that sense, you know, she might be a young person with an Oscar. Yeah. But She's walking down the street with yeah, an Oscar. Yeah, this is my Oscar. Any feelings about Emma Stone versus J-Law? Emma Stone is a theater kid. Like, she's just like, yeah, you know her, you know? J-Law is not. So, like, J-Law is like a goof who happens to be an actress who likes to talk about farting. Emma Stone has, like, been waiting for this moment for a really long time. But not in, like, you don't think she seemed thirsty, though? No. Me she did not seem thirsty. She seemed like she was well hydrated and prepared. Yes. Almost too prepared. Yes, absolutely. I'm glad that she's back to being a redhead currently. Yeah. Okay, really quick before we go, yeah. what is the thing you're going to be talking, what are people going to be talking about tomorrow about the Golden Globes? La La Land, for sure, and whether it's worth it and how it's not worth it. Atlanta. Atlanta is the best show on TV. Atlanta crashed the party last night, or tonight, in a big way. Hiddleston, he's done. <laughs> he's done! <laughs> Protect Hiddleston! It's a wrap! For Amanda Dobbins, Andy Greenwald, and Juliette Littman, I am Chris Ryan. Thank you for watching our Golden Globes after party. Uh, we enjoyed it. Have some Lion. wine on us. Lion! <laughs>
Okay, this has been our Golden Globes after party chat. You can find a bunch of stuff about the Globes on theringer.com. Uh, thanks for listening. Andy and I will be back on Thursday.